I'm Kim Schmidt, Executive Editor of Farm Equipment. Welcome to Farm Equipment's Used Equipment Remarketing Roadmaps Podcast. In this episode, host Casey Seymour of Moving Iron LLC talks with regular guest Aaron Fintel of 21st Century Equipment. Before we head over to Casey, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. With a perfect combination of strength and versatility, Volvo Penta engines supply industrial operations with durable and reliable performance. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. And if this is your first time listening, you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. By subscribing, you're alerted when each new episode is released. Okay, let's get things going. Here's Casey and Aaron talking about how the new equipment shortage is impacting the trade-in cycle and the number of hours on machines when they come in. Casey says he's expecting three years of the current situation as OEMs catch up on new equipment production because everything is being sold as quickly as dealers can get it in. How you doing, buddy? I'm here. You are here. Absolutely. Just like last time, knocking on wood for no apparent reason. But There you go. There actually is a lot of things to knock on wood for right now. Yeah. Like if something shows up on the lot. That's exactly right. <laughs> knock on wood. Hey. <laughs> Here are week, folks. So Aaron and I kind of hit on it last week when we were talking about what was going on in the marketplace. And I think the one thing that we should probably spend some time talking on is how, how this new backlog of machinery is going to affect the overall used marketplace. And kind of our my two cents on, and Aaron, obviously, he's going to throw his two cents on there too, but what how, how long is this going to last, right? How long is this period that we're in going to last, right? And so I think it's, I think it's worthwhile to spend some time talking about that. Right. So obviously new machines, um, no big secret, you know, they're out. No one really knows. I mean, there's stuff trickling in, you know, and at some point you will get your order. <laughs> and I bet I think, you know, as those machines start coming in, you know, what's what does spring of 22 look like ahead of planting season? What does fall of 22 look like ahead of, of fall harvest and everything in between? Right. right. So planting spring harvest, you know, all the way down the line. And obviously machines are going to come in, uh, so on and so forth. But the big qualifying factor in that is when is that machine going to get here? Right. Not saying you're not going to get a machine in spring, not saying you're going to get your planter, not going to say you get your sprayer, not going to say you get all these things, but when's it going to get here? And supply chain's still messed up, waiting for parts to get here, waiting for whether it's the chip thing or whatever it is, they're still waiting on all these different things. You know, every manufacturer has a problem. It's not isolated to one, one group. Um, everyone has, has a problem right now in supply chain logistics, right? It's just a big, 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 big problem. So I think worthwhile conversation to have right now is when you take a look at the machines that are coming in forever that that late model low hour season of use thing has always been a pretty since i've been in this business it's been pretty consistent right i know that's ever changed right it might go up or down a few hundred hours based on customer and and maybe the size of their operation have grown a little bit sure but as an average across the board you know a season of use on a combine in most places on average, you can kind of hit it with a big swap there, but between about 150 separator hours, right? Maybe 100 separator hours, but that's about a season of use. Now, well, I'd say 250, and then but uh, but that's expanded a little bit. Oh, that's summer bigger. and fall, right? Right. right. So I'm going yearly. You're going seasonal. Right. So right. seasonal. So now when you get to the grand picture, like you said, about 250 hours right across the board. Now, season use on a tractor, depending on where you're at, what kind of tractor it is, most row crop tractors are between 500 and 700 hours. That's a pretty average season of use. Four-wheel drive, pretty much the same swath, right, depending on what it is. Five to 700 hours, roughly, season of use, roughly. You're looking at grain car tractors now have turned into some four-wheel drives. You know, you've seen some 
planters. Shit, and everything's and, turned into four wheel Yeah, drive. I mean, just this bigger equipment's causing more and more stuff to show. The road up. crops are now 400 horse. Right. But everything is pulled with four wheel yeah, drive. Exactly right. Yeah, so more, more hours are getting put on these. Now, with this delivery date thing, there's a great opportunity that we're going to see machines come in that are quote unquote outside the season of use and probably more than likely what was the traditional season of use pricing is going to follow right along with it, right? Yep. So hypothetically, if, it, if you would buy a $250,000 combine and it had 500 separator hours on it, probably right now, that same machine is going to be $250,000, but it's probably going to have another 150 hours on it. Right. Yep. You know? So something like that. That is, that is very, very common. Yeah. You're, you're, well, go on the, the big hour breaks. Right. Your 1,000-hour tractors are showing up 12 to 13. Mm-hmm. Your 15s, 17, yep. you know, and on down the line. And as you get to a bigger number, a lot of times, that is a guy who puts on some hours. Yep. It's an even bigger jump. Yep. So that is probably the biggest, in my mind, that is the biggest shit show nobody's talking about. Right. Because it's not the farmer's fault trading that in. He wants his new thing. Right. We can't do anything about it. Right. The company can't do anything about it. Right. Right. So. So that's why I think. think And do you want to know why it's not being discussed anywhere? Why? Everybody's afraid to say anything because demand's so hot it doesn't matter. Right. And that's why I think. Trade values and, and retail pricing, those kind of things, are just going to follow right along. Right. Right? Now, the flip side of that, too, that there's another thing that people aren't talking about is some of these machines that came this fall got late delivery. Right. So this is very easy to say that you might have a combine that showed up in, I don't know, mid-October, right? And it's got... That first year, we put 15 hours on it. Yeah. I mean, right. so now what do you do, right? So or, I, worse than that... He got it halfway through harvest. Yep. And 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 everything we're talking about, dollars and cents, fixes all of it, right? right. Sure. But say he got that combine October first. Mm-hmm. So he's got half of one fall harvest on it. Right. Which then screws up the clock that he's been working on. Mm-hmm. And you have to then back up and basically start from scratch. Right. Almost. 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 But here's the thing. This is this is the one and, and if and if that is a <clears throat> an X amount per hour guy yeah. trade, that's that's even worse because okay, then then it's up to well, I'm supposed to get my combine mm-hmm. August first. It has 50 hours on it. So we skip a year and then, but it's only a year and a half, Mm -hmm. which gets all muddy on the financial side of it. And, ugh. Well, I think, I think what. Welcome to 21. Well, I think, I think one of the the biggest things here that, that people overlook too is the fact that if you're in the market for a brand new combine, your choice might be one with 50 hours on it. Right. Right. That might be your choice. Or a new twenty four, or a new twenty four, right? But the biggest, the biggest thing here, I think, is that there is going to be a, a a very odd gap, right? It's going to be a hardly any hours on it at all, right? Or two, two and a half seasons worth right. of use, right? Which uh, to piggyback on this a little bit, 
you know, dealing through this, when to do it, and the backside of all this deal. When we're like the combine thing, okay, or the, as I just made the joke, I'll go off of that joke, get you a new 24. Is 24 or 23 going to be not nearly as bad? We know that because they can't build them. What's going to be the new 13s? 12s and 13s. You know, I don't think it's going to, we're not going to have that problem. We'll never get caught up enough to flood like that did. Now, I think, I think when, when factories get full swing again, in my personal opinion, I think we have three years of this, what we're seeing right now. It's going to get better every year. Are you sure? Because you did say like 18 months. No, I, I, that was back before we hit this point. <laughs> right, I know. Right. I know. That's what I was getting out. Like in June, oh, hell, we got at least 18 months of this. Yeah, because I think, and here, here's why, because you had that first. If the factory starts building before I retire. <laughs> this the, the one thing about this, I think, that that you can take in, into consideration and why I think it's going to be a three-year cycle is that no matter what happens, if January 1, the factories are full bore and get totally caught up, we have an entire generation of equipment, first, second, third trade, in a lot of cases that are already sold. So we got to wait for the next round of new machines to show up to even get a new fresh batch of of uh, used equipment. Oh, I would say it's even worse than that. I think we have to scenario. get to the third or fourth batch to even have a sniff of, oh, hey, yeah. see all these tractors? Yeah, they've all been sold since last year. Yep, and that's that's why I think it could take three years to get out of this mess because it's that everything is being sold as fast as we can get it in, and that's not going to trade. And the reason why it's not going to trade, great point brought up to me the other day, and it tells me you know where you're at. This is the oldest fleet yeah. in farming, even even beyond 80s, the worse 80s, than the which 80s. was worse, worse economic conditions than we're having right now, right? Mm-hmm. So that tells you how old the fleet is and how much updating will be taking place. Now, some of these machines, it's going to be interesting to see what the export market looks like and how that plays into this. Because there's going to be those 2,000-hour combines that are going to start coming in that we were anticipating to have 1,300 to 1,500 on. Because now not only are we waiting for their machine to get here, excuse me, not waiting for their the new machine to get here, but now... You have to wait for the guy that's got that trade in, that's going to trade in, that's going to trade in all the way down to this. Get down to this one point where everything is finally caught up to where it needs to be at. Right. Those machines will probably have another, you know, they'll probably go through a wheat harvest and a fall harvest, not just a wheat harvest or a fall harvest. Right. So now you're going to put an entire another season of use on that, that third trade. Now, when you start looking at the export market... How's Mexico going to play into that and what they come into want and wanting to buy? Are they going to step up and buy those $2,000 machines? Because that's not what they're buying now. Not saying that you can't sell those machines down there, but they're looking for the 1,500-hour something, the 1,700-hour something. They're, yeah. they That 2,000-step-hour combine? It's almost something that they don't want. It's getting hard. It's getting hard to go to any country with that. Right. And that is a problem. We'll get back to Casey and Aaron in a moment, but first I wanted to pause to thank our sponsor, Volvo Penta. To learn more, visit www.volvopenta.com. I also wanted to invite you to join us for Ag Equipment Intelligence's Executive Briefing. The virtual event is December 8th through 9th. To learn more and to register, visit agequipmentintelligence.com slash executive briefing. Now back to Casey and Aaron as they continue their discussion talking about the export market for used equipment. So that kind of makes you think that okay, so what does that what's that look like and how does that play out? To me, 
that that becomes when you start looking at some of these countries like like Ukraine, for example. You start looking at you know some of these Eastern Bloc countries, and then Central America to some extent. Mm-hmm. And you start looking at at some of these countries in Africa. There's been a lot of folks that have chimed in that were wanting to. They're, they're getting these big contracts to go build these big, multi huge thousands of hectare farms in Africa, you know, yep. starting to do these, these the countries are starting to step out a little bit. Kazakhstan's one of the countries that have done that. Um, you've looked at some countries like, um, like Mongolia for a little bit, you know, they're trying to update their farming practices and get more modernized so they can not so reliant on us wheat. And those other countries all over the place to keep buying stuff from their trail. Well, they're trying to expand what they've got going. Right. Case in point, China, China was, Man, if we could sell some stuff to China, how do you get in with China? And now it's like one thing a week. Right. Literally. Yep. And so that, that's a good example. There's of that. also a lot of politics involved oh, in why yeah. that just happened in the last year or so. Right. Yeah. But to, to piggyback onto that, where do these machines, where are they going to end up kind of deal? One thing that is a big, big benefit is... As much as you ever argue with a North American producer about price, you have not done any of it till you work with the export guys. Oh, yeah. Because take the air out of the tires and make it cheaper, you know. Yeah. They, they get into some wild ideas, yeah. and it's all about cheaper, 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 cheaper. Mm-hmm. Which, if you do know anything about the export, when it gets loaded on the truck at the dealership, everything after that is ungodly expensive yeah. and seems eight times higher than it should be. Right. Also takes a lot of time. Yep. Yep. With with that combine that went from, say, 17 to 2, mm-hmm. another big problem is you lost your BCD customer who buys that machine because, well, shit, I always buy Greg's combine and and... Greg is the second guy who goes from 500 to 1500. Okay. Greg didn't get his combine. Brad can't buy it because the new one didn't show up. So Greg didn't get his one year old. So Brad can't buy that one. He punts, buys something on an auction. You lost a buyer. And how many damn times will that happen with the? Over thousand sep combine crew. Yeah, yeah. You start looking at that guy. You know, typically <laughs> the under five guys. Yeah, that's going to be <clears throat> knives and guns and swords and oh, yeah. get the hell out of the way because it's yeah. going to be. All, they'll be like auction and dealer advertised price at some point. Because yeah. what you start running through there is you know the first guy that trades every year, and then you get the second guy that runs the machine for about three years, mm-hmm. and then you got the third guy that runs anywhere from three to five years, depending on what the situation is. And then the guy after that's a five to seven year. Then you've got, you know, seven plus, you know, over a 10-year guy. And now you're going to start seeing the one to two-year-old, the one. I think your second guy is going to be okay. I, I think you probably he, He's going to have to digest more hours than he's comfortable with. It's the third guy that you're like. Yeah. He's he's just going to. He he buys an older combine. They're everywhere. Right. You know, he's got some hours on it, regardless of age. I shouldn't say old. It has some hours on it. Right. Those are the machines. They're third in line, blah, blah, blah. I think that is where you're going to lose guys mm-hmm. that maybe people aren't thinking about. That's a good point. I think Because everything, every day that we spend is strike, shortage, chips, blah, 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 blah. That all deals with 
the new green shiny stuff that shows up, not the trade on the trade on the trade of that. Right. But here's the thing. When you start looking at these auctions, I can't I I can't imagine a dealer putting anything on there except for what we're talking about. Right. Right. They're, that's what they're going to run the same problem that we've ran into. You know, it's going to be the same consistent issues that we've seen coming around. Um, now, that being said, you could see some guy that says, you know what, hey, I'm going to I'm going to roll the dice here and see, you know, I'm going to take it to the auction, see if I can't take my 500 hour combine and get a few dollars more for it than what I had. Mm, I know, but may, lots, may not, lots of guys doing that may or may not work out for you, but it is. I mean, that's a, that's an option that you see some people taking now. I also think that this is one of those few years where um, you're, you're going to get guys that have got good opportunities to do some things that they probably normally wouldn't do. The one thing I will caution most guys to think about is make sure you got your plan B lined up before right. you start jumping ship. You know I would mean? maybe go to F. Yeah, that's that's going to be a bigger bigger deal there. Well, we're down to Plan E now. What? Yep. Russell Nash. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Russell Nash. <laughs> right. So one thing that I have kicked around a little bit and thought a lot about is what does this year look like for the quote unquote end of the year tax run? Right. To me, I think our our shops are going to be more busy than they've been in the past. Strictly for the fact of that's your option. That's your option, and I'm gonna I can prepay. You know, have bring my combine, get the inspection done to it. Blah blah blah. blah. Okay, well, it looks like twenty five grand. Great, I'm gonna go ahead and prepay you twenty five grand in twenty one, and I just want the work done before harvest gets here, right? Right, or before whatever planning gets here, or whatever you're doing, right? And to me, that is one of those options that I think are on the table that. Might be a little overlooked because right now, if you go to any one of our any lot that we've got out here, any lot in North America, you're going to be hard pressed to find something that is going to be readily available to buy at the end of this year. Right. You know what I mean? Before December 31st, 2021. Right. Now that's not some, not saying that there's not stuff out there because there there is some stuff out there, but it's not going to be probably that combine you want to trade into or that tractor you want to trade into or a planner you want to trade into or it's going to be a grain car it's going to be an auger it's going to be a it won't be a tractor combine planner or sprayer right no highly doubt highly doubtful highly doubtful that's what it is get those four out of your mind continue on right and that's and that's just i think is going to be one of those situations that we well i shouldn't say that you can buy your tractor, your combine, if you're buying used, because there it is, physically exists, has a serial number. Here's your paperwork. Right. You have paid me for it. We'll see you in July. Yep. I also want to stress this, too. I think that it's not being talked about. I mean, it's being talked about, but not in relation to this. Right. It's the price of inputs going in the next year. Yeah. I was just thinking that you when know? you were talking about paying the shop, yeah. here's twenty five grand. i am like, yeah. he could buy two shuttles of fertilizer and probably be like, well, we're good. <laughs> yeah. So now, now you start looking at If they that, can get it. If they can get the it. Price the price of every price. damn input, if you can get it. Right. I mean, like glyphosate, for all intents and purposes, like I, from what I've read, is pretty well exhausted, right? right. Fertilizer is You have maybe, 30 seconds or it's going up. And then that even that is like, I don't know. I mean, right. You might get it, right? It's $11 billion a ton if we can find you if some. If we can find you some, right? 
And, you know, so all of these other factors are playing into that as well, which makes me think, you know, like right now, if you look at the price of corn, the price of corn, it's like a break even. Most guys are like 525, 550, right? So now. Corn is over $5 and it's break even. Right. So that, I mean, that tells you that sooner Exciting. or later. But here's the thing if you're a producer and you're looking at the board right now and you're like, okay, cool, I can go plant soybeans or I can plant corn. I'm going to go with soybeans or I'm going to go with wheat. You know what I mean? Oats. So, I mean, <laughs> shit, no shit, right? <laughs> we got 120 circles of oats. Let's go. <laughs> but so that's also going to, the corn market's going to be like, we, we still need corn. So we're oh, gonna, yeah. they're going to, price is going to come up, right? Yep. It's just going to, I mean, it's not like there's an overabundance of corn anywhere, right? And it's just, you know, it's just, just not. No, and, gonna and it's like. Everything getting so crazy so fast. Yeah. I remember it did that the last $5 corn era, and it calmed down. It takes a long time to calm down. Right. We're in a world now where, just like we were saying, 525 break even. $5 corn is the new $3 corn. Right. Like, ooh, it's five bucks. Hey, great. Yeah, and a new tractor's half a million dollars, so... Yeah. Yay. Yeah, so it's there's just a million things that are going on right now that that kind of point towards just I think 22 is going to be a, a an exciting year to watch happen. Poof. But it's going to be an exciting thing like what what's what's the next thing that could possibly happen, right? Right. You know, it's like you're at a comedy show and the guy's just utterly just filthy and he, everything he says is just that much more filthy than the thing before. <laughs> and you're anticipating, like, how far can you possibly go with this, right? A lot of shock factor. A lot of shock factor. Except it's all real life every day right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's a, it's just one of those, every around every corner, there's some new unexpected turn that you don't know right. what it's going to bring. Exactly. Right? And it's just it's just an odd, odd time. So It's wild. It is wild. It's not boring. No. Never is a day boring. Never is a day boring, that is for sure. Sometimes you sell a tractor, then you sell a combine, then you call the tractor guy back in the afternoon because it's already sold. Yeah. <laughs> but if the other six guys who <laughs> said yeah. yes ahead of you yep. say no, I'll let you know. Yep. I need to... Uh, it is... It's just wild, man. Yeah. I know we say that every day, but it's just... There's like you were saying the shock thing. Every day there's something. There's something new every time you turn around. Every time you turn around. All right, man. Well, I think this is a pretty pretty good jumping off point here. So, folks, someone to get a hold of you, pick your brain about stuff, or just see what you got hanging out there. What's the uh, best way to do that? Well, you can call me, text me three zero eight seven six zero one one nine three, or I'm kind of active on the Twitterverse. When we have some machinery to throw out there, at Aaron Fintel, right on. And you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. Also, go to movingironllc.com, and you can find the entire library of the Moving Iron podcast, as well as the blog posts I have up there. And uh, the information for the Moving Iron Summit should be coming up here pretty quick, so make sure you check that out. So, with that, I am Casey Seymour with Aaron Fintel. Let's go be smart, folks. Thanks, Casey and Aaron, and thanks to Volvo Penta for sponsoring this podcast. We've got even more used equipment remarketing resources that we're sending your way. In addition to this podcast, we're also tapping into Casey's expertise across all our informational channels. 
find more from him in the print magazine and on farm-equipment.com slash asktheexpert. You can keep up on the latest industry news by registering online to receive our free newsletters. Visit www.farm-equipment.com. For Casey and Aaron, as well as our entire staff here at Farm Equipment, I'm Kim Schmidt. Thanks for listening. Thank you.